The G-Men Podcast brings you inside our community and lets you listen in on the conversations that empower men to win in life and business. Sometimes we can't wait for people to come to us. We got to go to them. Let's go. got to have critical thinking in a time of crisis. Be conscious of who you are connecting Any crisis, you got what? The brotherhood. Sunday when Alfred, myself, and Mars were out, we're headed to the um, restaurant to eat. And the question was asked, you know, had anybody seen the news about DMX relapsing and, and overdosing? Um, and it just, it brought up a conversation. Alfred said, you know, that's one thing that we haven't talked about in a while. That's one thing that we don't really stay on too often. And it's the addictions. The addictions. Um, before we go into the addictions, I want to. I would love to hear uh, thoughts on the overdose, EMX, um, what you've heard, what you know, what your thoughts are on it. I want to open that up first, and then I want to go ahead and give it over to Alfred so he can kick us off on addictions. What are your thoughts on the news about EMX ODN? Um, Again, relapsing. We open. I actually heard that he was doing better. Well, on the radio yesterday, they said it was no change. I I didn't know if it, there was a if that's a rumor that he was doing better. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think they said they took him off life support. Anybody else? Any thoughts on it? So that means he's breathing on his own? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh I think it's it's crazy um that he's like dealt with it for so long and had like the money uh to like get the help or and like the celebrity uh status to, you know, get help, but he still like hasn't got the help to like quit the addiction. So makes you wonder like one like the life you live or the people you have around you are they not helping you or is it or is that that serious of a drug that you can't get any help yeah it's serious it's so it's it is a serious that serious of a drug and again it's that word addiction it's the addictions so we talking about you know oh, go ahead brandon you trying to say something yeah, man, I was gonna I was gonna uh, say some good morning, uh, gentlemen. So, um, you know, just in, in just hearing about it and uh, dealing with this uh, from my own perspective of having 
very close family members who deal with uh, this serious disease of addiction, right? Uh, addiction is just not something that, oh man, we're going to just, you can just put it down or, you know, it doesn't have a, it doesn't have, it's not a respected person when it comes to who's around you and how much money you have. It's a serious disease. And as, as people fight these cravings or uh, desires, uh, it's one that uh, truly you have to control mind, body, and spirit. Um, the word of God tells us that, you know, God will change the desires of our heart uh, to that to that degree to where we will start to move differently, whether it's individually or collectively. And what I've seen uh, just in my own personal experience is that, uh, man, it, it's, it's not a battle that you fight alone, uh, ultimately, but it's got to be one that you really want to uh, conquer yourself. And as you continue to work on yourself and develop yourself, uh, you will find yourself getting better, but maybe not overcoming the complete addiction uh, itself. Uh, I mean, completely, because you take, for instance, and I, I want to try to make this short because I can talk about this all day. Uh, but, you know, just like us, uh, when we find ourselves in an uncomfortable state, we go back to what we're comfortable to. And what makes us feel good about whatever state that we're in, whether it's uh, our workout sessions or overeating or whatever that looks like. Anytime we feel pressure, we go back to what we're comfortable with. Uh, just like, you know, somebody saying, hey, man, look, I'm trying to stop cursing. I'm trying to stop being this guy that, that flies off the hammer, right? Well, as soon as you're put in a position that uh, that requires you to to have some discernment and, and, you, and you relapse, uh, it's, that's, that's not a, that's not a fact. Oh man, I just lost my cool. No, you, you know, I mean, you got an issue, you got a problem and you still working on yourself. You may not look at it in that sense, whether it's you buying, uh, I saw, I saw a wise man, uh, talk about making choices and he was moving different because, you know, he used to be on the road and he used to buy, uh, you know, you, you know, because the way he was man. moving, cut it out. Uh, <laughs> <Cut> it out. <laughs> and I'm just saying the way he was moving, right. When he was moving, he was he would buy clothes while he was on the road. But then he started making different decisions. He could do different things for his family and his wife. You might not look at that as saying, "Hey, LB, I got a, I got a problem. I got an issue." Well, yeah, you do. Yours, yours just went dope, right? Yours, yours just yours just not dope this time. You got some issues where you you feeding whether it's your ego, whether it's you know whether it's food, whether it's so many things that we don't look at as having addictions or uh, some things that we're feeding. Uh, it's about starving those different things, you know, starving, starving those things and feeding the spirit and mind uh, to develop the true complete man, which, you know, we talk about all the time. So that, I'll leave it at that. But it's so many okay. things that we, we, we don't, uh, we don't, you know, we look at dope, something, you know, very differently. But man, you got another dope, you got another idol that you serve in a lot of time that you really just don't realize it and that you can't let go. Yeah, Love it. Love it. appreciate that, Brandon. Alfred, take us in. Take us in. Yeah, you know, I, um, as soon as I heard the news, you know, I was like, man, DMS got hit again. And majority of people you talk to is like, man, why you just can't? Pretty much like EG, uh, Eric Jones said, it ain't you and nothing, nothing wrong like what you said, but that's majority of the people that think about it. So I dug deeper into it and doing the research, DMX. 
when he got out of jail, when he was young, about 14 years old, he was hanging with some older cats doing what they do in the streets. And he said he ain't never drinking, he ain't never smoke, and he ain't even rap, but this dude turned him on to rapping. And after rapping, um, or just being around his young uh, older cat, the dude passed some weed to smoke. And once he hit it, he was like, whoa, he wasn't even thinking about nothing else smoke, because he said he ain't never felt like that before. But what happened is the old cat legs that we would crack. And that's what the first thing that turned him on to the addiction or the disease. And like Brandon was saying, people don't understand that addiction or dope is a disease. They, they can't control it. And you see a lot of people saying that they got the money to go to rehab. It ain't about the money. If you look at it, majority of the entertainers or stars, their life is so... It's a whole other side that we don't see. They stay high. If you look at the rappers, they stay high. They're not really doing it because it's cool. They can't deal with their own thoughts. So they stay high to be in another altered state of mind to keep rolling, to keep making the money. So they're not really never like we are in our own mind, be by themselves. You see a lot of them, they with a, a whole entourage. They can't be by themselves. They can't deal with their own thoughts. Growing up in school, we had cats. From Miami, we knew automatically don't smoke with ground dudes from Miami because they roll it, they're gonna roll it with cracking. I got friends that I grew up with, best friends coming up out of in parents in the household. They came up good, but situations in life caused them to hit the dope, whether it's crack, whether it's milk. Um, but the thing is, once you hit it one time, it's this thing about it that you can't get that taste, you, you can't get that same exact high no more. So you keep going back, you keep going back. I had one good friend of mine, um, got married, had a kid, found out the kid wasn't his. He hit the dope, gone. Over years, he's fighting his mom, he's fighting his brothers, he's fighting his family. It's not him, it's the dope, but you, we don't see that aspect of him. Another good friend of mine, he went to, um, got on drugs, and from drugs, he just down spiral, but just from talking to him, you know, they had regular conversations, but he was saying like, when he went to rehab, the rehab people had told him, there's a 99% chance y'all gonna see us, we're gonna see y'all again. They know that it's so powerful that you're coming back and you can't get, you can't kick it. And it's actually a disease, but a lot of us see it as like, I mean, it's drug hit. A lot of things is something happened in somebody's life and they turn to it. It don't have to be just drugs. It can be the uh, alcohol where you just stay drunk all the time because you're in an altered state of mind. You don't got to deal with the situation because I'm drunk. It could be the porn. And that's what you're going to see what big thing is now coming up with these young kids. You got to think about it when we was younger. We had a magazine we might find in an old man house or your uncle house, pops, and you go to that magazine and look at it. These kids got... Um, Porn readily available on their phone and all these apps, and they're looking at it all day, every day. And that's driving up a whole nother sex monster that were different rapists or different things that come from the overdose of just being on porn all the time and seeing life in a different state. And that's why I say it's good for us, we in this, uh, the G men, like when we're going through stuff, talk to people about it. Another, uh, back to drugs, I got an uncle. I never knew him in his right mind. I just hear stories about him. It's the uncle that stayed in, at my grandma's house in the back room. Now he'll come out, he talk, he sit it, and you know, back in the day before he passed, but my dad and his friends used to tell me he was just a cool dude, regular cat, just like the average person. Got with some of his homeboys, they smoking, somebody laced his weed, 
he ended up down in Miami. My pops and my uncles had to go down there and find him. They brought him back home, but the medicine they put him on to keep him from getting back home kept him so out of touch that he couldn't really live a regular life. So he got checks and stayed with my grandma. You know, he helped my grandma out and uh, just stayed at the house and got checks the rest of his life. But that's the seriousness of it. Like we'll talk about different topics, different things, and just recent. Uh, if you look at the news, Paul Pierce, everybody know him with the NBA. He just got let go from the NBA. Why? He on Instagram, getting a haircut, smoking weed, strippers in the background. Not people want to say that's a real bad addiction, but somewhere in there you kind of either hooked on the weed or you hooked on the the porn or the stripper hook piece, but he's not in his right state of mind, but he got the bread. He can go to rehab, but it ain't that piece when you don't know what went on through the, all those years of basketball, what he missed in life where he have to drink or have to smoke to get to that place where I'm at peace. A lot of people that can't be at peace with themselves. And that's what piece that I want to talk about is open the call up is when you go through stuff, what do you go, what do you do? Like Brandon was saying, some people eat. I got a coworker, she lost her dad. She like 400 something pounds. She said that's her comfort zone, it's eating. She go to eat, she eat, that's her addiction. It, she can't beat it. She try to train, she try to stop it, but mentally she can't because that's her go-to. And my question to you guys is, what's your go-through when you follow them, when you're going through something? Or do you even see that you do stuff at certain times when you're depressed or not feeling a certain way to get yourself in the right state of mind? I'm gonna open up, fellas. That's good, Alfred. All right, we open. Question, um, can you repeat the, the question, please, Alfred? question is when you're going through something what do you turn to to some people it might be to relax some, what do you do or who do you talk to when you're going through stuff or do you even see it that you have an issue or just think about it first before you answer the question like man when i don't get my way or this don't go right or i lose this much money what do i do or it, it can be a, um the loss of a family member that's what gets to a lot of people they can't deal with it in the grieving piece they go to something else to take their mind off of. I'm gonna um, kick it off. And this, I know everybody can relate to this. It depended on what season you are in or were in in your life. In one season of my life, when I was going through stress or dealing with any life difficulties, my first go-to would be to drink. Um, actually, let me go back. I, the first time I sniffed coke, I was 21 years old. And just like DMX said, it was a feeling like that. I ain't never felt nothing like that before. And then there was a period there while I was selling it, I was using it. And I'll never forget this one night I was with my, my dude. We was going to the club and we were selling, you know, we had, we were selling powder, of course. And, um, but I was also using most of the day. I was sniffing most of the day. And you, I never really knew how much of a grip it had on me until that night. We was at the club and um, we had met these, these, these chicks at the club. And my man was like, yo, let's go back to the crib with them. And I was like, um, nah, let me, let's go back and hit some more of this, this, this blow. It was at that point where he was like, yo, you tripping. You, you need to get a grip of yourself. And he checked me and I thought about it, you know, and I was like, yo, this joint really got a grip on me. And I didn't even know it. 
it was another season in my life where when I was going through stuff, I would turn to the bottle. I would drink. It was another season where if I was dealing, going through stress or having challenges and difficulty, it would be chicks. I kept one in rotation, right? That's an addiction too. It was another period in my life where it was shopping. Just like Brandon said, like, you know, we all, it, it doesn't matter what the addiction is. If y'all look in the chat, I put the definition in there of addictions. It can be anything. Um, but, but now in this season of my life, when I'm going through something, I'm becoming addicted to, like yesterday, I was stressed out about something. I don't know, nothing huge, but something. And I said, yo, let me get this treadmill. Right. Um, I meditate. Right. So it's, it, it shifts. And I think the objective or the goal for me was to take my addictions and turn them into obsessions. So to remove an addiction and replace it with an obsession. So the, you know, the line is open, the floor is open to Alfred's question. What do you do? Who do you talk to? How do you handle it when you're going through something? Hey, I'll jump in. Um, so <clears throat> most recently, um, when I, one of what uh, got to me was when we were talking about uh, losing people. So you know, get ready to lose somebody or, you know, you lose somebody. Um, I'm usually on my phone playing games. That's kind of like my coping mechanism, you know. Um, you know, but along with that, trying to, uh, trying to read, you know, trying to read a book. So I'm not being like super unproductive. Um, but back in the day, um, had a issue with gambling. And um, I had no, <laughs> I had no buffer, you know, so I didn't have anybody that I talked to. I would just, you know, go do what I did, you know, and uh, pretty much just stop cold turkey, you know, with that, you know, uh, porn. That was a huge one, you know, being addicted to that um, for years since I was a teenager, you know, but still having that, you know, um, <clears throat> having it in place just to the point where it's just like, it's the same stuff over and over again. Like it don't even do anything anymore. You know what I mean? So, um, but now more uh, reaching out to people, you know, and uh, just, just having that somebody to talk to, reaching out to a brother, you know, uh, tell my wife like, what's going on? How am I really feeling? You know, and I think that's what happens, you know, is with addiction, it's easy to get isolated, you know, uh, because you're really the one that's going through it, you know, but if you keep somebody, you know, that's there, you know, somebody that's like, you know, hey, I'm getting ready to, you know, do whatever, you know, you have to call that person that's going to check you, that's going to, you know, actually, you know, uh, just we pretty much keep you on check. You know, and um, if you don't have that person in place, you know, or people, you know, in place, that's that's where it's easy, you know, to just kind of sneak off by yourself and go into that, you know, that addiction. But also you got to be 
also you have to be that person that says, I have to do this. You know, if I feel myself going to do this, I need to reach out to someone and do this, you know, and 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 have that person there. So that's that's some of the things that I've I've done. Um, and I thank God for a brother that I can reach out to, like, hey, I'm going through this and being able to, you know, have that accountability that's there. I would say <clears throat> for me, like back I would say not even back in the day, just uh maybe a year or two ago. Mine would be to either have a drink or to smoke before I went to sleep. And it was like a mental thing of, oh, I can only go to sleep if I'm, you know, if I got a buzz. And that was just like, it was making a routine of how my night would go just because that would be the setup to go to bed. Um, now it's more of throw, uh, throwing on some meditation music. I mean, I still smoke. Um, occasionally at night for to sleep, but it's more of changing up how I do it. And then, um, talking to people before I wouldn't talk, like when I would go through stuff, I would just hold it in and it's knowing who to talk to about the certain situation, not just calling, uh, my home way up and talking to him about something maybe he never dealt with before. Cause that's not going to help. That's just me talking to him, venting or whatever so it's about knowing who to talk to about the stuff that I'm going through or whatever and that's been a big help and uh I gotta turn uh smoking blacks into something else into a different obsession that's one area that I'm been having trouble with for a long time appreciate it hop in there right quick like um there was some he just said smoking blacks. You know, when I was growing up, I saw different rappers, outcasts, different people smoking blacks, and that got me smoking blacks, and I thought it was cool. Then I used it as a crutch when I was going through stuff, like my divorce back in the day. I smoke a uh, black and mild. It's going to help me calm down. Or just the things we put in our mind. I would even go to the point of, after I get through eating, let me smoke this black because it's going to help me digest my food. And then I went to... Um, reading about you know the ingredients that's in the black and mild and how it's way more potent than a cigarette and what it's doing to my body and i just stopped because i knew it was the health piece and this was before i even started thinking about working out but it's just the black and mild and waking up with the, the taste in my mouth and all the shirts i burnt from dropping the ashes on it but it was, it was more more work than what it was worth at the time then two I want to touch on. Um, we talk about porn, but I was thinking back, like when Instagram first came out, I used to be all into the IG models, and that was a gateway back into porn. I'm like, I stopped porn years ago. I can't keep looking at this. So what I had to do was I deleted all of the, the IG models because you know you're looking at that and you really don't th think it's an addiction. But then I would look and see some of my partners. They like every picture that the person then posted. And it's several different models. And I'm like, so it ain't just me. But I think about it too as the character piece. Because if I'm following them, they see me following them. So they think it's cool. But I had to delete all the IG models to stay focused. And not to go back down that porn road. Because of a gateway just to leave. Because it's just a snippet. So eventually I would have kept looking at it. I already know. That would have led me back into it. So to stay focused. I had to cut that out. I know some people, you know, you just scrolling, you probably think, um, and it's just a picture, you like, you know, you're looking at the cheeks, but you actually you liking it and you're looking at it and you don't understand how long you are looking at it when it's on your page. But when you delete it, if it ain't there, 
You can't look at it. That's good. Good. Anybody else? Um, I'm going to jump in there, Cole. Go ahead, Frank. Um, about three years ago, I had to end my first marriage um, due to stuff that I did. Um, and I was a heavy drinker before I started. Uh, but I just sank into it. I just refined it. I made a list of every top shelf liquor that you could find. And I would buy a bottle every week. And I would have it knocked out by the end of the week. And then I had to go to the doctor for a colonoscopy. Um, and the first day he said, in your colonoscopy, you just took a look at it and you have 11 polyps. And at that time, I had to, I had a serious talk with myself and I had to switch because my dad passed with it. My ex-father-in-law passed with it and I watched him through the process. Some of the strongest men who I think in life I've ever seen in my life. And they were crying for pain, even though they both want morphine. And it made me go from straight eating meat to being vegan. Um, to me working out and you know all these things, I've switched my addiction to trying to live a healthier life because of what I saw happen to two of the strongest men I ever saw in my life. Um, the first addiction I had to cut was sugar. My sugar addiction was 12 donuts in one sitting, a one pound bag of M&Ms in one sitting, uh, copious amount of sugar and everything I was consuming. And those were the things I had, I had a couple different things I had to just let go of and change my mindset on. Um, my, my new addiction is legacy. I'm trying to figure out a way to make sure that my legacy is a good one by the time I leave this earth so that at least I could give something back that I was taken away from all these years. Like my kids, workplace, because I was, by me doing what I was doing, I was taken away from them knowing who the real me was because they was only knowing me on these things that I needed to get rid of. It wasn't drugs as such, but I started realizing that about three years ago. And I had to make that, that I would say a 360 degree turnaround and say, look, I got to live my life better. Appreciate that, Franklin. That's good. Anybody else? You trying to say something, Dave? Oh, yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Um, man, first of all, I just want to say thank you to everybody that's shared um, on the call. Um, but I remember when we had the G-Man retreat, um, or the last one that I went to, um, and we was in Atlanta, and I had my mother-in-law and my wife with me, and um, it was kind of like, you know, I didn't really know, like, what it was going to be like, and they were like, you know, what is this, like, just a meeting with a whole bunch of dudes just talking about random stuff, and when I got there, I quickly realized it wasn't that, and that helped me to really start to change my lifestyle. Um, I was smoking blacks before that, 
uh, every day, several times a day. Um, and I have been doing it for years. I would stop and start and stop and start. Uh, but when I went there and you guys were like, you know, pull out your phone and go through your Instagram. And it, it made me really like self-evaluate. I, I just don't think that I ever took the time to self-evaluate on the things that I didn't want to look at changing. I mean, I was quick to change, you know, what I was reading, what I was writing, the things that were easy for me to change. Uh, but when I looked at the habits that I really needed to change, uh, that's how the G had helped me to realize that I got to self-evaluate and I have to change. There's still some things that I definitely need to um, be changing, but I know, you know, I don't smoke wax anymore. Uh, I don't follow any of the IG models. And, and that was something that just crept up on me. I was, when you guys were like, take out your phone, I'm looking and I'm like, damn, I didn't even know I was following all of these chicks. <laughs> um, so, you know, that definitely helped me. And then when I got back to the hotel, and um, we were talking about like the things that we we talked about. And I told him like straight up, like they like, yo, I telling you, like, don't cheat on your wife. And my wife was like, after that, she was like, get on them calls. Go, to <laughs> go do this. My mother-in-law was like, uh, how much does that cost? I'm trying to get my, my son in there. Um, so, you know, I just I'm thankful for the G because it's definitely helped me to level up as a man and not just a business owner good addictions remember it doesn't have to be alcohol it doesn't have to be drugs uh it can be porn it can be shopping i know some people addicted to personal development yeah. um identify take some time and identify your addictions it could be the instagram models it could be shopping. It could be sneakers. It could be blacks. Anything, if, if look in the chat, look at the definition. Addiction is the state of being enslaved to a habit or practice. Dependence on something that is physically and physiologically habit forming, like drugs, alcohol, sex, excuses, emotions, laziness, procrastination, IG thoughts. Addictions. My challenge to everybody um, today and tomorrow, preparing for Thursday, identify some addictions that you currently have in your life. I love the way Dev said it. Like there were certain things that he didn't even realize. He didn't even realize he was following certain chicks on IG. Um, I didn't even look. I'm, I'm glad Brandon brought it up, but I didn't even look at going out on the road with empty suitcases and going shopping at the Nike outlet or whatever outlet I could find as an addiction until I had to let it go. And you get the shakes, you get the, you know what I'm saying? You get those addictive tremors. Um, I didn't know I was addicted to drinking until there was a time when I had gotten shakes, like, cause I would, I ain't have a drink. I ain't know I was addicted to the powder when, when I was using. When you're in it, you don't really know that you're hooked on it. Take the next day or so and just identify some things that you think may be addictions in your life. Even the most trivial addictions. Anybody have anything before we check out? Uh, 
I never think of myself as being addicted to anything. But of course, listening to this call, I realized I have some things I still need to adjust. Like eating. I start my day off eating oatmeal with sugar in it. If not, peanut butter and jelly. But all day long, eating something with sugar in it. I need to stop that. Yeah, that, that sugar addiction is something... I, and I'm going to let somebody else say it, but that sugar addiction is something we don't even think about. I, I didn't realize until I did that first uh, cleanse. <laughs> EJ said, I'm unfollowing the IG models as we speak. <laughs> I didn't even realize that that there was an addiction to, to even bread or you know sugar, bread, until I did that detox and the cravings went away. I realized I wasn't craving anymore which means my body had formed an addiction to it. Identify your top one, two, three addictions. Really sift yourself. Take a look, check yourself. Um, identify what it is that has a hold on you, whether it's sugar, whether it's bread, whether it's blacks, whether it's the IG models, whether it's personal development, whether it's being controlling, being, being an authority. Like there's something that we all have that we need to identify and check. And then let's continue this talk on addictions on Thursday. Y'all have a great grind day. We'll talk soon. The G-Men community exists to allow men to connect through group coaching, training calls, online workshops, and location-based retreats. Join the movement at gmenworldwide.com. You have been listening to the G-Men podcast. Like, review, and share this episode if something you heard challenged you to grow and positioned you to lead.